This is the Rise and Be Rich Show, where we focus on accelerating your business one masterclass at a time. Here are your hosts, Ahana and Daniel. Would you like to unblock the power of your mind and achieve the results that you dream of achieving? Today we are talking about brain entrainment and how it impacts what you do in your career and in your business with our special guest of the day. Welcome everyone to Rise and Be Rich. This is a platform for coaches, consultants, service providers, online business owners looking for high growth in their business, a transformation in their own lives, and fulfilling a desire to impact the lives of thousands of people around the world while building that thriving, successful business. So today I'm joined by the amazing Mori Zelkovich, who is the creator of the Mori Method. It's a proprietary technology and techniques to unlock the power of the mind. Mori first noticed the effects that sound and tones had on his mental state well over 20 years ago. And this led to his journey into the study of brain entrainment in this process of developing the method, Maury sought after world's famous and foremost brainwave entrainment experts. And after extensive study and training became one of the few certified brainwave entrainment engineers in the world. So let's talk about brain productivity and success with Maury. Welcome to the show. Thanks so much for having me, Ahana. It's a real pleasure to be here. Well, Maury, before I go into the questions about the mind and how it affects everything we do, you know, our perception and our action. Would you share where your interest in sound came from and how you came to research and focus on brain entrainment? Well, I started off my life really severely depressed. And to make a very, very, very long story a lot shorter, I essentially woke up every morning, looked out my window, crossed my fingers and hoped I would see mushroom clouds. That's how gone I was. I, I didn't want to live. I tried to kill myself at least a half a dozen times. Keeping in mind, though, that if you really want to go, it's not that hard to do. So I kind of realized that I really didn't want to die. But when I realized that, I figured I had to find a way to live. And that's what started me researching. And I researched and I researched. And I started understanding that if I truly wanted to help myself, I had to figure out what my problem was in the first place. And through, you know, introspection and examining and reading different articles and different research papers, it made sense to me that my problem was here. Mm. It was with my thinking. And I realized that when I was having negative thoughts, which I had a whole ton of, and they were cyclical, they just kept coming and coming and coming, that it was creating a circumstance that was making me feel really bad. Not surprising negative thoughts make you feel poorly. But I needed to figure out what it was dynamically that was creating that issue. And I figured out that it was actually these negative thoughts were creating brainwave activity because mm. that's what happens. Your brain is constantly active and constantly pulsing at different rates. Your neurons, the cells in your brain are doing this. So in doing so, they create chemistry. So my negative thoughts were creating negative literally negative brainwave activity, which was creating negative chemistry, which allowed me to feel crappy, which allowed me to feel like I hated life and I hated people and I hated the world and I hated the universe around me. Yeah. Once I kind of pieced all that together, it was a matter of thinking, okay, now that I more or less have an idea of why I feel the way I feel, now at least I can try to focus and find some ways to intervene, to get in the way to make myself feel better. 
and my research progressed. I was reading, you know, neurobiology, uh, quantum physics, <laughs> quantum neurology, anything I could get my hands on that might help explain the brain, its processes and how it works. Doing that is really what led me into finding this whole thing called brainwave entrainment which then I started researching that because I started feeling very confident that that was the key for me. And as I'm researching it, I was developing different recordings and different styles and different techniques, which ultimately changed my neurochemistry, I believe, enough that my thoughts started changing. I didn't have to read. I didn't have to study. I didn't have to write things down or practice anything. I basically just laid down with headphones like this. I closed my eyes. I hit play and I let the technology do its thing and slowly but surely I started noticing changes in myself and people around me started noticing changes so ultimately I've gone from someone who wanted to be dead and hated people and hated everyone around me to someone who loves everyone around me now and wants to live forever yeah. and it's purely a result of listening to these tones that had an action on my brain and it just it's amazing you know I tell this story and the more I tell it the more I feel like I'm making it up <laughs> because I'm farther away each time I tell the story. I'm farther away from that person I was when I was feeling this way. Yeah. It is It is really interesting because, I, you know, I, just before the call, I was telling you that, you know, for me, that there, I, because I've been so conscious and I've been meditating for so many years, I become aware that this is this is actually caused by some kind of a subconscious part in my brain, which is causing the chemistry. And that's what it's making me feel constantly. So it's kind of like going in a loop. Um, yeah. And that's what's keeping most people stuck. It's not, it's not just change your thoughts. You have to change the whole mechanism. And that is where kind of brain entrainment comes in. So I actually wanted to ask you, a lot of people understand or know about brain entrainment, but they don't truly understand what it is. Uh, so could you give us a little bit of, of an idea of what exactly brain entrainment is? Sure. Uh, one of the easiest ways to depict it in your mind is to imagine it like music. Now it isn't music, but imagine music. You're listening to your favorite band and they're playing your favorite song and you're doing this and you don't even know you're doing this. It's just yeah. a reflex. You're doing it. That's a form of entrainment. Mm -hmm. It's the beat of the drum. It's the beat of the music. You're getting into it and it's making you move with yeah. the music. Mm -hmm. So that's what brain entrainment does. Your neurons, which make up your brain, there are billions of them, actually entrain or follow frequency. So if you have a pulse rate that's within the range of the brain to follow, your brain will actually start doing a monkey see, monkey do. It's called the frequency following response. It's natural. Everybody's brain does it. So you'll hear these tones presented, and as long as they're properly spaced and properly shaped, your neurons will start after about five or six minutes for the average person will start following that frequency, mm -hmm. which means they'll start pulsing an electric the frequency same, yeah. mm -hmm. at the same rate. When yeah. you do that for any type of period of time, you produce neurochemistry. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, what makes this different than say just doing anything, you know, a thousand years ago or even more, what did we do when we lived in the caves thousands of years ago, I guess? We woke up, we ate, we drank, we went to the washroom, we had sex, we hunted, we gathered, 
and rinse and repeat. This was our life. We lived very much in the moment. We didn't worry about taxes or about her health or about any of this stuff. We lived in the moment. The fact is that that was much less stress than what we have today. So it's legitimate to think or to, you know, come to the conclusion that the brain probably was in dominant brain states for longer periods of time than it is now. Now, if you hook someone up to a, an EEG, which measures brainwave activity, and you were to have them walk around during their normal day, I doubt anyone would be in a stable brainwave, dominant stable brainwave pattern for more than a couple of seconds at a time. Yeah, it fluctuates. And, so you're saying it's fluctuating yeah. between different brains. Right. Yeah. Now, when you understand, like I learned, that uh, brainwave patterns create neurochemistry, then stable patterns would create more natural serving chemistry. Back in those days, we legitimately would have had 15, 20, 30 minutes, maybe even longer periods of dominant brainwave states. That means our brains were creating much more of this neurochemistry that we need, endorphins, hormones, neurotransmitters. This is how your brain was designed. But now we flash forward to the present day. We don't have that. We don't have those periods of time where our brain produces you know, lots of these neurochemicals that it's designed to produce. Because remember, you know, tens of thousands of years ago, sure, we weren't evolved the way we are now and our brains were probably smaller, but they were still brains. Mm -hmm. Brains are designed to work a certain way. And if they don't work the way they're designed, it's not surprising we're not happy. It's not surprising we're depressed. It's not surprising that we have a hard time coping. Mm -hmm. Look at it this way. A brain back then is a perfectly tuned bicycle. So the tires are fully inflated, the brakes are new and tightened and perfectly aligned. The steering is aligned. The, you know, the handlebars aren't loose. They're nice and tight. The seat is comfortable. Everything works perfectly. You're riding that bike. It's a pleasure. Now we go to the forward into today's date and you're riding a bike where the front tire is flat. The rear tire is almost flat. The gears are all screwed up. So the chain keeps falling off the gears. Your brakes don't really work that well and the wheel is wobbling. That's what we're living with now. Our brains are designed to be fully inflated like the tires and to have the brakes work and to have everything work perfectly. Because we're functioning without the proper amounts of neurotransmitters, we are not functioning the way we should be functioning. And it's not surprising we're not happy like we should be. And we don't, you know, I mean, think about it. Why do you feel happy, Ahana? Why do you think you feel happy? Why do you think you feel sad? Yeah, it's, it's not just here, right? It's a full body. Yeah, it's a full everything because we exist in this building that is our body. So when we feel good, that's a sign that we're doing and thinking the right things. And when we're not feeling good, that's a benefit. That's something to be grateful for because it's telling you you're not doing and not thinking the right things. In other words, it's giving you a, a message that you can use to make yourself better. Yeah. But only if you take it for what it is. It's a message. It's a lesson to be learned. It's not bad if you're in pain. When you're in pain, it's telling you there's something going on you need to address. Yeah. And it's, it's really interesting because I think, um, you know, I, I always, you know, when Daniel and we were, we are talking, we always talk about the fact that I get up every morning and I'm like, you know, I, I feel so excited for the day. I just get up with this. And I get up at 4, 4.30 in the morning. <laughs> I'm up feeling like, yes, I'm going to have to do this and this. And you know, I'm feeling really good. 
And but it took a long time to get to this stage. And it was a lot of practice and understanding who, you know, what's really going on with me because I went through about like years of depression myself before I, uh, I, 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 I went and, and I got myself into an accident. And that's really when I started getting into meditation before that I didn't meditate. So that's what started changing, uh, you know, my, my brain and my basically brain body chemistry. But right. a lot people you know, because they're very stressed especially with entrepreneurship everybody's stressed mm. and everybody's asking the question how do i take my you know uh my brain to this higher level i can process better i can uh, get things done productively we're all talking about it but we are still in that state of stress and feeling not so good about our lives or lack uh where's my clients gonna come from what's the next thing <laughs> that, that i'm gonna do uh, in my business, but it is actually the reverse. The moment you feel this, you know, when I get up in the morning and I'm excited and what do I do today? I just write down and at the end of the day, it's done. And I didn't even have to think about it because I was just focused on the present moment. So one of the things that I wanted to ask you is uh, when I was looking through the material, and then, you know, I was looking through the neural synergy where you talk about how you can take your brain to work at a higher level. Could you explain a little bit about what that means? So your brain is like muscle. And the more you stimulate it, the more you work it, the stronger it gets. And just like with muscle, muscle doesn't actually really strengthen. Muscle breaks down and reforms itself at a higher level that can handle the stress. Talk to anyone who knows anything about exercise. That's really what happens. The cells break down and they reconstitute themselves to something that can handle the new workload that you're giving it. That's what happens with muscle. It's the same thing with your brain. So if we can overtax your brain, like not in a painful way, but if we can force it to evolve, to get stronger, then the brain literally will kind of shut itself down and then reformat itself so it can handle more. Kind of like a computer. A computer will give you the effort that you are requiring from it to a point. But if you start doing a lot of video editing on your, say, your laptop, which is previously been used to check your email and watch YouTube videos, then you will find that this computer that runs really smooth is suddenly laggy. Yeah. And it's not really doing very well. But the human brain is different from a computer. Even though computers are literally designed on the human brain, they are not biological. Because they're not biological, they can't reconstitute themselves. So what we do with some of our recordings is we create search situations and circumstances that allow you to reformat your brain to a higher level. Because when you do that, it literally makes you more able. You're better able to cope with stress. You're better able to cope with anything that comes to you. It doesn't mean you're not going to have a bad day. And it doesn't mean you're not going to have difficulty. But it does mean you're likely to find solutions faster and it does mean you're much more likely to cope much better as well. And all of these things takes away stress and anxiety. And taking away stress and anxiety takes away cortisol, which is a hormone that is designed to be there like adrenaline. It's, mm -hmm. It has a bonus. It's designed to be there to help you. Mm -hmm. But if it's in abundance, if there's too much of it, then it's bad. So that is also, it also reflects in your energy levels and you know how because a lot of people they will talk about the fact that they get tired or burned out yeah. especially if you're running your own business you're a solo entrepreneur that's a mm -hmm. common challenge 
So does this also then affect your energy levels and the way you operate in in your day-to-day life? You know, that's an interesting question because for person A, it will do that. For person B, it may not if that's not what they need. Hmm. So I create systems and some of them are generalized in nature and others are specific in nature. But the thing about properly engineered entrainment, just like exercising properly, you know, if you go to a health club and you jog every day and you do free weights every day and you do sit-ups every day, well, those muscle groups are going to get stronger. There's no question about it. Your heart will get stronger. Okay. But it doesn't mean that all you can do now is jog easier and lift free weights easier, right? The muscles are now stronger. Anything those muscles can do are now done more efficiently. It's the same thing with your brain. So when we exercise the brain by retraining it to achieve these natural states for longer periods of time, so you produce more of the neurochemistry, your body and your brain kind of get used to it. For instance, I'm talking about it now, just talking about it, my fingers are tingling now. Mm-hmm. And my palms just started tingling too. Mm-hmm. These are for me effects that I tend to get generally when I'm meditating through brainwave entrainment. Yeah. It starts happening. You get kind of like a muscle memory. People don't understand that if they want to exercise, but they can't one particular day, you can literally meditate for half an hour. And while you're meditating, use that meditation. And exactly. Imagine you're running. So imagine the arms moving and the legs moving and your hips are gyrating and imagine the breeze that's blowing by your face as you're, as you're running. Right. And as you're doing this, believe it or not, your muscles will behave as if they exercised. Yeah. That is so cool. So we, we are, what we're going to do is, I'm gonna, um, you know, for the podcast, we'll stop here, but I have a lot of other questions that we can go deeper <laughs> into the summit because I think this is, it's fascinating. And I'm, you know, so grateful you're explaining it this way because I think a lot of people know about it and some of them just dismiss it, but it is exactly what's going to shift you because you need that. You need the change within yourself first for you to then op- go out and operate and do the, you know your business and grow your business. The ideas come when you're in that state, in, in that yeah. meditative, in that perfect state where the creative flow just goes, you know, it's just like, well, that's right. And everyone can have that. That's the trick. People don't realize they think what's wrong with me. Why, you know, so-and-so had ex- better experience. They met someone who could train them or teach them. You know what? Everybody has that potential because everybody has a brain. Yeah. And it's simply a matter of understanding that everything is possible and then understanding that you can make it more of a reality for you if you choose to develop those energies and those skills in yourself. And the way to develop them isn't by studying. You don't have to read. You don't have to write. You don't have to do anything. You just have to put them on. You don't even have to listen. It all happens automatically. Yeah. And who doesn't want to you know, get better by lying down and closing their eyes. That's got to be the laziest way to do it. And one of the most effective, funny enough, (laughs) to do it that way too. Exactly. So we we will go a little bit deeper about brain entrainment, our subconscious, and then we focus a little bit on success and prosperity, because I know that those are some of the things I wanted to ask you. Uh, So if you want to join us, I'm going to leave the link of the summit in the description of this interview. And also, if you want to look at Maury's work, go check out the Maury method. That's uh, M-O-R-R-Y method.com, the Maury method.com. And I'll leave you more links for you to go and check out Maury's work. 
Um, and we, if you want to go deeper, just hop onto the summit and listen to the rest of this interview. And to download a free checklist from us, which I think the latest one is how to add four to, uh, six figures in the next four to six months to your conscious business, I've left the link for you. It's www.asp2success.com forward slash six figures with the next six months. So all one word six figures, six months. So that'd be, as we head into the summit teaching segment on brain entrainment and success, as we say bye to you all here on the podcast. Hope to see you on the summit. Thank you so much for tuning in to Rise and Be Rich.